In this podcast, we have conversations about personal experiences with loss, grief, and unexplained spiritual encounters. Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty. everyone. Today we're going to talk about a big part of the healing process, and that is rituals. Funerals and memorials, a ritual that is most known to most of us, and that's what we do whenever anybody passes away. And during the pandemic, this was taken away from us, and we had to find new rituals to help us heal during that time of loss. So let's start talking about things that people can do to help them heal. I think that's a great idea to talk about that. I have a friend actually this weekend to start the grieving process from losing her dad last year is with her family doing a service in two different states and spreading her dad's ashes. So to your point that last year, first of all, was disrupted. So just the services alone, being together with family and burial and all that was not what we were used to that we often look to to heal. So it's really important, as you're saying, and I love it, that you find other ways to honor your loved one with some kind of ritual to keep them alive in your heart. So give us an idea. I mean, that's not something I've ever done before. And yet I think it's it's really sweet and I think it's healthy and and healing and something I am curious to know, like what kinds of things you can do. After I lost my mom, it was one of my the hardest things that I had to deal with. And with that, I figured out things that I can do with the my help of my therapist as well to get started is I did write a letter. So during different times that you're dealing with something or like it's their birthday or some kind of anniversary for them, I wrote them a letter and told them how I felt, wished them a happy birthday or whatever it might be, just to let them know that I'm thinking about them. And I think that's one of a big one that um, helped me get through the initial stages of healing and a ritual that I continue to do usually just on those different anniversaries. Yeah, that is a great idea. You know, Joy Johnson, who we had on our show, talked about writing a letter and she even suggested to answer for your loved one and have them write you back. What would they say to you? And it is kind of cool to sit there and think, you know, if I were to talk to my dad, what would he say to me right now? And you'll surprise yourself, I think, with what you come up with for what they might say. Yeah, I did that actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. After that podcast, I did that and I wrote a letter to, I think, both my mom and dad and get a response from them as well. What was that experience like? It was very emotional. I started crying because it was just very emotional and it helped me, I think, start with the process of my dad's loss because that one was a hard one because it, like I've talked before, it would happened so fast. Right. So doing that and having him write back started putting me more at ease and like, okay, everything's good. I can get through this. So that one, I think 
is one of my top ones I would suggest for people to, to do, to get that healing started for them if they need it. The last couple of weeks for me has been tough just with things going on in my personal life. I was missing my mom who is alive, but has dementia and I can't talk to her. So I'm already, you know, experiencing that feeling of loss. And I wrote her an email because knowing she wasn't going to get it, she wouldn't read it, you know, but it somehow did help me feel a little bit of a release and in my mind to feel like I was connecting. So that's really cool. Writing a letter or a card and especially around a special event or time, that's a great idea. But I think that added like icing on the cake is have them write you back and see what they say to you. I think that is really, really special. Yeah, it's very therapeutic as well. Very, at least it did for me. So I hope if anybody tries it, it helps them as much as it did help me. Definitely. Another thing that I know a lot of people do, and that's usually on anniversaries of their death, it's lighting a candle in their memory. Mm -hmm. Either if they're religious, they would go to their church and light a candle there in their remembrance or go to where they are laid to rest and light a candle during that Mm -hmm. time. I love it. Um, that idea. I've never done that one, but I know it's helped many of people. You know, I've done that at churches when there have been big mass shootings or something like that. And the church would have us all come up and do a candle. And that's neat. But you're right. It, it's not even something that occurred to me as something you can do in your own home in memory of someone, but it is kind of special and it can symbolize anything that comes to mind that makes you feel good. Just that there is a light for them to see, or they are a light in your heart. That's a neat thing to do. And it's just like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Coco. Mm -mm. It's an amazing Disney movie. So I do highly recommend it. It's about one of the holidays that different culture does it where they put up pictures of the loved ones that they've lost. And then they put candles as well in front of it to help the spirits. It helps release the spirits and be able to talk to them. And it helps people a lot during that time. And that's neat. It's really emotional to see. And I love that movie because it helped me feel better too. And all for people that celebrate that culture can go back to and they do it once a year. That I think is a great thing to do as well. You put all the pictures of your loved ones. So it doesn't matter what they all died at different times. They just all put them up there, put the candles there in front of each of them. And it just helps release their spirits and free feels freeing to them. That's cool. Well, you mentioned holidays. So I am sure that some people need some kind of ritual around the holidays to remember their loved one. Do you do anything or have you started doing anything around the holidays? Um, At the beginning, I did do stuff during the holidays. One was me and my nephew actually made the same dinner for one of the holidays that my mom would have made. And it wasn't an easy uh, task to do because it was one of the, it was a complicated recipe, but we got through it, but we did that. That's another thing to do is make that holiday meal that your loved one loved. Or I know other people for different holidays or birthdays, anniversaries, they would set a plate at the dinner table for that loved one in remembrance of them. And I just actually saw one of my friends do that on Facebook, where they put a picture in a chair of that loved one and had a place setting for them. And one of the kids 
was pretending feeding them. That's cute. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And I was like, that's actually a good one to do, especially for young kids where they can feel like they're still there. Right. Because they don't understand it as much what's going on. So I think that's a good one for young kids to feel like they're still there. Yeah. And we have actually some ornaments that were made by my grandmother's sister. And I think my grandmother made some too. So I didn't even realize that that's a little bit of a ritual. I think of them and they're always at top of my mind when I decorate my Christmas tree and I put their ornament in a special spot. And, you know, it's that I guess is a ritual. I didn't even realize having something to do around the holidays because that's a definite hard time to miss your loved one. But doing something I I love how you're saying to honor them, make a dish that they made when they were alive or set a place for them at the table. Definitely don't try to ignore that they're gone. That is worse. Yeah. Embrace and acknowledge what you loved about them. Talk about them. Honor their presence. That's great. What else we got? Yeah. Another one that I'm kind of nervous to do, but it does help other people is if you have a voicemail from that loved one and you want to hear their voice again, listening to the voice also will bring you back to that place of in thinking about them. And you can hear it in their voice that they loved you and cared for you. They might not have said I love you in the voicemail, <laughs> you still hear their voice and it's right. And it's comforting. Yeah, I wish I had one of my mom. I don't. I have one of my dad, but I don't have one of my mom. Are you afraid to listen to it? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I am. I am a little bit afraid because I don't know how I'm going to react to it. But you're not deleting it, are you? You're holding on to it. I'm holding on to it. I actually emailed the recording to my email. So if anything did happen to my phone, that's smart. I still have it on my computer (laughs) and my emails. I would suggest that. I mean, some people can't do it. I understand. Right. Because I'm right there with everybody on that one. Right. But it also feels good to know you still have that just in case you come to that time where you go, I can actually listen to it now and feel that comfort from it. Right. That's really cool. And, you know, technology today has changed a, a lot of things. There's a lot you can do that we couldn't do 20 years ago. And I'm sure you've got an idea of how else you can use technology to uh, make a ritual. Yes. In these days, you can do for social posts, like on your Facebook, Instagram, different things like that, that people share pictures of their loved ones or special moments that you've had with your loved ones. You post it up on Facebook for everybody to share that joy that you've had with that loved one and have them say something to you to help you feel better as well, which is nice to get people's reaction from that and just wishing you well and saying, I'm thinking about you, praying for you, something like that. It's always nice to know there's somebody out there that's thinking as well about that loved one since they saw that post. That's a good idea. And, you know, when we talked to Rodney, one of our listeners, he talked about how Facebook came through for him when he needed it. People will post pictures he had never seen before at appropriate times and really speak to him. So it's a cool way to open up and maybe your loved one will find a way to get through to you through social media and send you that picture, that message through someone else that means so much to you. And that is special, but can touch your heart and know that they're still there. Yeah. And if you don't have any social media outlets, you can go old school and do the scrapbooks. Oh yeah. Scrapbooks were fun in their day. Yes. (laughs) 
I know my mom used to do those all the time. So I know how to do the scrapbooking, but Mm -hmm. it's so much easier for me to do the social media posts for me. But I think it's fun to do scrapbooks on occasion and just pulling all these different photos and putting them together and just remembering those different things that you did with this loved one that you lost. It's definitely good to have something that's a little more tangible than social media or digital. So I love the scrapbook idea. Great idea. Yeah. Either way is great and it'll help you heal on that end. Another thing that I do on occasion for different anniversaries of the loss of my my loved ones is I go to visit the place that we put them to rest and either bring them flowers or just... That's where you can also light a candle in their remembrance there and just sit with them, mm-hmm. talk with them. I do that very often. Right now I'm a little bit further away from where they're laid to rest for me, but I still do that on occasion. I'll go and talk to them. I know I can talk to them here, wherever I'm at. Something about being there next to, for them, it's their ashes. Right just makes me feel like a little bit closer to them because I can, I can physically touch their plaque Mm -hmm. and I feel closer to them that way. I know some people don't go to visit theirs because they said they're everywhere, which I understand too, but it's something about it. I don't know. What do you think? When I was little, my family would go, I think on the 4th of July, it was in the summers. We would go to a family area of plots and bring flowers and sometimes picnic at the graveyard or the cemetery. And I'd actually kind of forgotten about that. It was every summer it was in Marion, Illinois. (laughs) I would go up to see family and we, you know, there'd be fireworks and 4th of July celebration, but I forgot that we would always visit a gravesite. And I'm pretty sure it was the, during the day, the 4th of July, before we went out to see fireworks that night and sometimes picnic there. I see that. Yeah. So that was a ritual. That was a ritual. Yeah. I see people doing that all the time. When I go visit, I see them or they bring a lawn chair, sit in front of them yeah, and they eat or they play their radio so that you guys, <laughs> they can listen to their favorite song or something like that. And that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great little thing to do with, with your loved ones. Another thing that I love to do is go to their favorite restaurant Mm. and order their favorite food that they would always get there. I would do that for my mom. Me and my dad would go to, it was basically our second dining room. Uh Um, (laughs) We would go there and we would order the same thing every time um, kind of thing. And they knew us and they would always have things ready for us to go. When they see us walk in, they would put in the order for us already. (laughs) They already knew. Yeah. And uh, one thing that my mom always got at this Mexican restaurant was the nachos. They made everything from scratch, like from the chips to like everything. We would always have that um, as the appetizer. And although my mom would have it for dinner, we would order it as an appetizer. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, And different things like that. We would go to different places that she loved or now I go to places that my dad loves now too. And coincidentally, it was a Mexican, it's a Mexican restaurant too. Another Mexican (laughs) restaurant. (laughs) But yeah, I go to these different places and 
I sit there thinking about them and thinking about all the good times that we've had sitting there eating dinner or lunch, wherever we are. My dad loved to have a McDonald's chocolate shake and a salad. And (laughs) I have done that in honor of him. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Not So I guess I didn't even realize that there are some rituals that I do and I didn't even know it. But if I have a chocolate shake and a salad, it's in honor of him. You know, so that's that's funny. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I do that too. I go to McDonald's and have our usual breakfast sometimes there for my mom and I. So I get yep. it. Yeah. And it's just a good excuse anyway to go right. and get a chocolate shake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remember my dad. I've got to go get a chocolate shake now. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> There's another thing that you can do any like event that you love doing with that loved one like say it was a concert or for me and my dad, it was watching the Dodger games together. And I still, to this day, watch the Dodger game. And every time I do, I think of my dad and I always go do this for you, dad, let's win the game for my dad. (laughs) Like last year with the whole world series, I was like, you got to do this for my dad because you didn't do it the last time. You got to do it this time. And they did in 2020. Now they're at it again. Hoping they win it this year too. That is cool. Um, I actually, since we've been doing this podcast, I think of you and your dad whenever I see a Dodgers game. So I never even met him. And yet I know that is something you do with your dad. And I think that memory of him and something you did with him, that's really neat. Yeah, that was one of his things that we would even go to the actual game. And I love those times when I was a kid, we'd actually go to the games and enjoy that time together as a family. I will never forget the Dodgers. And I wanted to do last year's all the cardboard people. We wanted to put up his picture there, but we, it was a little bit too late for yeah. us. Didn't think about it until it was done that we should have done it in remembrance of him. But it's still like every time I watch the game, mm-hmm. I'm yelling like I'm yelling with my dad at those umpires, even though my dad was an umpire, but I would yell at those umpires <laughs> <laughs> for him. I for him. That's yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I know there's different things that people do. There's another one that's very popular out there. It's those memorial lanterns uh, where you light the lanterns and some people put messages in the lanterns Mm -hmm. to their loved ones. So it's like they're sending this message to them in heaven. So it gives you that sense of peace where it's like, it's actually going to reach them because it's up in the sky and it's going up high and you don't see it where it goes. And I think that's a great one to do. I know a lot of people do that for people who've lost lives to like cancer or right like that. I've seen different. It's a visually stimulating and beautiful type of a ritual to do. It's really neat. When you start to like memorial lanterns, I find there are a lot of things you can purchase and buy online now. And in memory of your loved one, there are things that float. We want to keep the environment in mind. Right. (laughs) But I've also seen people do like a, you said message in a bottle, but a message in a helium balloon, you know, and sending it off. Yeah. I was thinking of that too. Yeah. And you just, you know, write a message. um, Don't put your credit card number on there or anything, you know, because you don't know where it's going to end up. Don't put your social security number on there. 
But I think that's cool too. And it's a way to send that off. It also, I think it's a physical activity for you to do to physically release a thought or a prayer or a message right? and feel it going off to that person. That's really neat. These are yeah. all really cool. I yeah, I didn't even realize I had some rituals. There you go. You find these things out. I mean, even just praying to them, and that's almost like talking to them. But if you pray to them and yep. Yep. and let them know that way as well that you're thinking of them. But I love it that there's many different other ways of mm-hmm. remembering your loved ones during different times. Mm-hmm. And with that, you get to feel close to that loved one again. Right. And I hope this helps anybody out there. And I hope they can find something that works for them where they feel closer to their loved one that they lost. I agree. These were great ideas for people. If they haven't already started a ritual, it definitely opened my mind to what could be considered a ritual to help me heal and deal with some of my own loss. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So email us at trisha.misty.tm at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, survivingdeathanddying.com for links to the books we talk about. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. Well, we did it again. We survived death and dying another episode because we believe life and love never dies.